I'm Kathleen Gazzola. And I'm Molly Upstill. And this is Mums Mums Gone Gone Tropo. Our little podcast where we as fairly new mums are having chat about life in the tropics, raising our family, the challenges and joys of motherhood, and also sitting down with some well-known and some not as widely known women about their mum journey and why they're raising their family in the NT. Here we are, Moles. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm good. A bit. Little, little, little bit dusty, but actually surprisingly pretty good. I laughed so much last <laughs> night. So when I go to bed, I put my phone on, do not disturb. And <laughs> when I check the time, I just see if I've got any cheeky messages. And I had one from you that I hadn't seen yet. And you said, oh, I've had two tequila shots and they've gone straight to my head. And I laughed out loud. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So we went out celebrating your friend's birthday. We got there a bit later because putting Sally down for sleeping and rocked up. So immediately got into a few drinks and Better they catch brought up. out. What a great they idea. They brought out tequila, tequila shots. shots. And I, I honest to God, I don't think I've had tequila probably do tequila shots. I mean, I'm very partial to a margarita probably for I'm like, you know, girl five years or something like that. Mm. I was always okay with tequila shots younger. Definitely at the beginning of the night no, rather than topping it up. because the salt and the lime takes any... 100%. Some of the people there weren't even doing either. And I was like, no, layer me up. Send them to jail. <laughs> Call the police. So, yes, yeah, surprisingly pretty good. Yeah, you came today. with chocolate croissant. I and did. And, an, and a big coffee. Big old coffee. Clearly <laughs> needed it. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, go me, mum yeah. partying. Woo. I know. I, I mean, we left at eleven, so I don't that want I was to promote okay. alcoholism. But God, I'm excited for like, <laughs> like a ladies' day at the Down Turf Club coming up, and mm-hmm. just a couple of things that I have the not done for so season. long because I've been pregnant or yeah. breastfeeding. Yeah, dry season's here. You gotta, know, you gotta so good. have fun. You gotta have your tequila shots. <laughs> All right. So last Few week, and far between. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, last week you spoke about Sally's Moana obsession, yep. and I put up on our Instagram stories. Tell us the funny things that your toddler's been obsessed with. We'll read the best ones out, and there's some really, really good ones on here. Some like pretty normal toddler obsession things, like a giant sloth stuffed toy which they take everywhere is to that the because beach. of ice age to the beach imagine taking a stuffed toy to the beach yeah imagine the sand and that, oh. how do you wash it Artie's just got onto this well Artie's to- obsessed with well right on lawn mowers <laughs> thanks to my brother-in-law I was reminded on who wrote into our group and I was Glad like right on watching. lawn mowers who said that oh my brother-in-law <laughs> but he's got puppy now and thankfully he's moved on from this disgusting muslin wrap that he carried everywhere to now a stuffed toy. But I don't know. I'm trying to limit how much we take it out. <laughs> the next one, which I like totally relate to, is my son dressed as a cowboy for 18 months. Oh. I'm going through a mad ca- – my husband bought me, as for my push present, a cowboy hat. And I haven't worn it yet because I'm too shy, which is weird for me. you got to, like, stomp on it, make it dirty, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know, but I love it. And I'm, like, looking at cowboy boots and now, like, ringers western and all these other – You could wear it to ladies' day. I co- oh, I am. Oh, yes, excellent. I am. Excellent. I'll take lots of photos. But I could totally relate to this toddler who is going through a cowboy phase because so am I. Yeah, I'm waiting for the time that Sally's obsessed with an outfit. And be tutus for there's, sure. There's, isn't there like, you know, they just want to wear it every day and you're like, no, it's in the wash and it it's going to lose her mind. Yeah. yeah, I'm not there yet either. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, four-year-old is obsessed with YouTube of people playing with Paw Patrol toys and calls it pretend Paw Patrol. These YouTube clips are crazy. Like the kids make, they make millions. millions. I know it's incredible. Literally, Why did I just ever think of kids that? watching kids play with toys. 
Why they're not playing with the toys. They're watching the kids play with the toys. Why did I never think of that? And how are these kids breaking in millions? Yeah. Although, yeah, it's mind-blowing. Um, steering wheels. I feel like that's oh. a definite little boy thing because I know who wrote this in to us <laughs> and he is obsessed with steering wheels. Every Snapchat I get of him is him in the... Brum, brum. Yeah, brum, brum. Um, rubbish bins. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Each their own. I mean, our kitchen is baby-gated off. So you'll never catch Artie, mostly because I'm terrified of the knife drawer. Yeah, you keep but dropping things. The bins on your foot. in, yeah, I know, mm. <laughs> falling over. <laughs> um, and this is probably my favourite one. My son used to steal aircon remotes from daycare. <laughs> Little klepto. I know. <laughs> beep beep. I know. Like, are they like, like noise high there? enough? <laughs> are they like high enough that you can't, like a toddler couldn't get them? You never know. Anyway, I would love to like love open that. my son's daycare bag and be like, oh, another one, <laughs> another aircon remote. Well, we this morning, as to Sally's Moana obsession, calls it Momo, so she's constantly asking for it. It's more the music now that she's obsessed with. Like the movie can watch it 100 million times, which we've already done. Yeah. And there's a bit of Frozen chucked in there. But this morning, when we finished watching Hercules. The old... Cartoon um, one. Cartoon one? Yeah. That's a great. Which has some great songs. Do you have Disney Plus? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Which has like other great shows. Oh, yeah. That. Disney um, Plus is awesome. But yeah, when we got to finish Hercules and then we started watching Moana this morning. Oh, god. While I had my coffee. Oh, I had your coffee. <laughs> Convenient. Whack it <laughs> on. Needed it, you know, after a few tequila shots. <sighs> We're going through a Wiggles phase and all that's in my head is oh. Papa Dum, Papa Dum, Papa Dum, Papa, Papa, Papa Dum. And I like How's watch it? it and I just go, <laughs> do the propeller, do the propeller. I could do sing them along with you, Molly. We have been past school. <laughs> we have been past the Wiggles phase. Do not I'm share there. food at preschool. <laughs> like last night it was in my head. They have it. I, they work. Those pa, songs. Pa. And then, like, Anthony's there with the cricket bat and I was like, has this been approved? Like, is this okay? <laughs> I never know. <laughs> they are amazing. The Wiggles are incredible. Uh, now, um, for with Moana, Sally is going through a little personality. Oh, you it's told me the cutest story the other day and I was like, oh. Loving it. Honestly, she sings along to Moana now. So each time. Better than I sing along <laughs> to the Wiggles. <laughs> You, it would be an interesting karaoke, the two of you together. Yeah. But um, <laughs> she she sings at the end of like, you know, a, a sentence and it's the cutest thing. We're usually like eating dinner or whatever at the time. But um, she's very much a mummy's girl. Yeah. The separation has been another really? level. Yeah. So if I'm there, doesn't want to borrow of Steve. He's a yeah. second class citizen. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, unlucky. But, um, and, you know, people are like, oh, it'll change, it'll change. But now he, she's accepting him a bit more. Yeah. In the sense of she'll be standing next to me and she'll want something. And I'm like, I know he's on the other end of the house. I'm like, go ask your dad. Go, go get dad. Go get him to get it to you. You know, with the intention of her going to find him to go get whatever it is she wants. Yeah. But like, now. Give me space for two minutes. <laughs> but now it's a da-da. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally that sound, like the squawk of it. Da-da. <laughs> and you just hear this, Yes. <laughs> The cutest thing. It's like, Ma? Ma? Da da? Ma? You know, like. like, (laughs) And then it makes me think, do I do that from the room, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) So she learned that from me. Or is this just her? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So to go with her resting bitch face that she inherited from me, she also gets the 
yelling out at the other side of the house. So. Steve is such a great name to yell out because it's just one syllable. It's like Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> so, yes, I just love the yes, Baba. <laughs> and then you hear him coming. <laughs> Walking down the hall. Yeah. I've been summoned, summoned by the toddler. Oh, it's it's hilarious. So that's that's been our fun little that's thing so this cute. week. It's and do hilarious. you like do it just do you like get her to call Steve just so you can hear 100%. it? Hundred percent. I just love it because we both have a giggle and he yeah. frots it. Yeah, as I well. know. It's of course very he does. Cute, so he's like secretly wants her yeah. to be daddy's girl. <laughs> and so she might be playing it up a little bit because she gets a good crack up from yeah. us. Oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh, um, so Kathleen, mm. do you like underwear or wear underwear? <laughs> I was like, do I like underwear? Uh, yes, I do wear underwear, Molly. Yes. So the underwear that I'm currently wearing, to give you like a really good example, if you were it's jumping out really of a intimate. plane, yep. my underwear would do a better job than a parachute. And does this all come right from the conversation we had with Lauren about needing to change your underwear when she went and met well, her love of her life? Yes and no. Like I've always been on the quest to find like the most comfortable underwear. Sure. I used okay. to wear Victoria's Secret and they stopped making the cut I liked. I then wore bonds and then they just got like the same price but cheaper made, I think. I then went through like a tradie phase, like trading underwear was really mm. comfortable and then it wasn't and now I'm just rocking the postpartum mum underwear. Which and, are always comfy. What well, so comfy. But I just rock those like $10 BW ones yeah. and they're already falling apart like three months later. So mm. I'm on the quest to find something that's really comfortable that doesn't, you know, look like a parachute that your husband's like when are you gonna stop yeah, wearing he literally them? said like, to me the other day never when are you gonna stop wearing those and I laughed like the funniest <laughs> thing he's ever said to me like never sweetie I'm never gonna Get stop wearing used these to it yeah. yeah but anyway I think I found the perfect pair and I paid $25 for yeah this so this pair isn't of underwear. a plug for them no this, this isn't a plug the, I paid yeah. for it and I just want everybody it's to a know public service announcement it is a public service announcement and I am a hard usually pre-babies and now a G-girl. I wear Gs. They're comfy. I love them. Everybody has a different taste in mm-hmm. underwear, but they're called Nala, N-A-L-A, and oh, my God, they are beautiful. They are seriously, seriously good. And if you are on the hunt for a new pair of undies like me, you've tried a number of brands. If you can stomach the cost, at the moment I can't stomach the cost, so I'm going to just have my one pair and then I'm just going to wear the parachutes for a couple more months until I go back to work. But they are beautiful. They are so, so nice. Yeah, beautiful fabric. The cotton, oh, they're so nice. Are they parachute sizes? No, well, at the moment, yes. But I go back to the gym tomorrow. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, no, on Monday. Oh, very exciting. Which is when this comes out two days ago. So I'll be into day three of my health kick, which is starting. And this is going to keep you accountable to that. Yes, I want to go down a size so in parachute. Week we'll be like, did you continue on those days? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's get into this week's guest. guests. Guests, actually, our first time interviewing more than one person. So it was a little bit of a you know challenge for us to see how it works. We're running new equipment at the moment. Yes, so and realizing we're missing a few things. <laughs> so yes, it will get better as we go on when we do occasions like this. But these two women are two of a four women group who call themselves Three Mars and Arara. Love the name. <laughs> Love the name. But they're a group of like-minded mums and a grandmother, who is the Rara, who are raising awareness and funding for autism NT. Their passion and drive comes from personal experience with each member of their team having a loved one on the spectrum. They're by no means experts, but they want to raise awareness, understanding and experience 
acceptance to create a more inclusive and safer community for all kids. Which I think at the foundation of it, we all want for yeah, our kids, of course. right? But yeah, yeah. this is an, another level to it, which we get into the chat. And I think people will find it super interesting. It's a really great chat. So please welcome Sarah Carr and Jenna. G'day, ladies. ladies. Welcome. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Oh, we are nervous. <laughs> it's great to be here. It is. It's good. But we don't usually talk about ourselves in this no. way. Yeah, we talk well, about it to each other. this is a perfect platform yeah. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just hopefully it feels like you're just chatting to us as it is anyway. So yeah. that's the plan. Oh, my microphone just fell over. Yeah, good old We're trialing new equipment well here today. So, and it's going well. We go. Yeah, we are. We are a professional outfit. We try to be anyway. <laughs> so professional. <laughs> Everyone's like, when they ask me about the podcast, they're like, "Where's your recording studio?" I was like, "Oh, it's in the corner of a lunchroom. Usually, yeah. mm, usually it's over there on the couches. But we're trying something. But maybe we should have just stuck, stuck with what this. works. Stick with what we know. <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Serica and Jenna and Serica. I have to laugh because when you messaged us um and I said to Kathleen because you're Irish yep. and you have a very Gaelic name yeah spelt s-o-r-c-h-a and I was like I don't know how to pronounce this girl's name usually I'm pretty good with Gaelic spelling like I see a name a neve here I go a name a neve and I'm like that's neve right n-i-a-m-h I do not know how to do it and then you sent the like enunciation through and I was like I still don't Definitely, know. Definitely, yeah, had no idea. <laughs> Sorry. So it's Erica with the S at the yeah, front of it. Sarika. So now everybody should know how to pronounce it that's the next right. time they see me. That, that's it. You've got your one chance. Do you have heaps of tr- – like obviously you would have no dramas with it in Ireland, but do you have heaps of trouble with it in Darwin where everyone's like Barry and Sue and that's <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, Barry. constantly, yeah. Uh, I work remotely, so I work across Australia wide. So every time I meet a new client, they are definitely got this look on their face of, is this how we pronounce it? Um, but it's always a good icebreaker. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I get to the point where you can just call me anything. Hey, you or. Yeah. Oi. And then yeah. they're like, oh, I've been to Ireland. And then you have to be like, oh, great, cool, no worries. Yeah. And then like have this whole conversation as yeah. to where you are in Ireland, like the conversation that we just had. Yeah. Yeah. Full background story. But <laughs> it's good. That's yeah, good. It's good. It's good to share. Get so to let's start with you, Serica. Mm-hmm. Give us your mum stats. Um, my mom's stats. So I have two stepsons, uh, Joshua and Xavier, age 17 and 14. And I have my own son, Kaylin, who is nine. Very nice. Yeah. And Jenna, welcome. Thank you. You're sitting very quietly back there. I just have the one son. So he's 14. He'll actually be 15 in a couple of weeks. <gasps> Teenager. Yes. So that's a wild ride at mm-hmm. the minute. Teenage boys are good fun. Yeah. 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 I'm hearing plenty of stories about teenage girls too. My friend was, she's got a 13 year old girl and they've just been butting heads all week. And I was like, oh, great. Because my daughter's so two. So I'm like, to- excellent. <laughs> I was having that conversation recently because I've got a friend who has um, girls the same age as my son. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a rite of passage for girls, right? We just really hate our mum. And then you come back around yep. when you get to adults. Yep. But boys, I think, are just they're reasonably level. Mm-hmm. So he'll always be a mummy's boy, I think. <laughs> so yep. I'm lucky in that sense. Nice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Teenage girls sound hard. I've got yeah. two boys, so I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. I, I feel like I wasn't that awful to my mum, although, I mean, I do remember occasion sending her a mean text message about her that wasn't meant for her. <laughs> so maybe I wasn't as nice as I thought I was. I think I was pretty good. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Blacked it out. Yeah. Blacked it out. <laughs> Claimed it. <laughs> 
So tell us about yourselves, ladies, and how – so you're part of a Darwin group for women. You call yourselves the Three Mars and a Ra-Ra. Mm-hmm. I feel I like I just really, anna- really over-enunciated cool. that to make it sort of take the piss. <laughs> but, like, how did you get to where you are? And tell us a little bit about where this story came from. Um, well, it started – I don't know. We, all, we knew each other socially. So the Ra-Ra of the group is actually my mum. So my son calls her Rara because when he was little he couldn't say grandma or anything cute. like that. So it just so became cute. Rara. So she's always been known as that. And we decided on Ma as our sort of name from Zerika because it's an it's an Irish pronunciation. Yeah. Yep. Really. Well, it's Ma. 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 Do you feel like you just have sheep following around the house? <laughs> Ma. That's how I address my mum. Yeah. So when we're at home it's like Ma. Where are you? <laughs> and it rhymes conveniently. Yes. Yeah. Worked yeah. out really well. So, yeah, we just kind of came together. Um, myself, Sarah, and Lisa are the mothers. And then we have my mum, who's the grandmother of the group. But we knew each other socially. And it was sort of through that connection we all have a child on the spectrum. Um, so, yeah, we kind of just became each other's support network because it's, it's quite different. You know, you have lots of friends and mum mm-hmm. friends and all the rest of it, but it's just the dynamics are different when you can find another autism mum it's more of a safe place for you totally. as a parent yeah there's really no judgment it's just a completely safe place where you can let your guard down so we kind of heavily leaned on each other for a bit and then we decided that we wanted to try and I don't know do something for the community for the autism community and how we can sort of give back a little bit so that's sort of how we formed a little girl band I love that you talk about the um being so tight together and needing that extra support I mean until you become a parent you don't really know what it's going to be like right I'm we all have had, mm-hmm. I'm sure, had moments of judgment when we haven't got kids being like, I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to do this <laughs> and that and the other. And then you're like, oh, yep, I'm going to need to do that now. Yep. And so then obviously having a, a kid on the spectrum as well is a whole nother ball game and that unless you've gone through that experience, mm-hmm. you, you just don't understand how, how to go through it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason why we came together, not only to raise that money but also raise awareness and acceptance because as our children get older I think we realize the challenges are a lot tougher Mm. for them like into adulthood yeah Mm -hmm. yeah when they're little you can kind of nurture and you can protect them a lot like yeah for um for us specifically our boys are quite similar um in their you know challenges and and that sort of stuff so the social aspect of it for our boys is really difficult but when they're younger they don't understand you know mm-hmm. that they're sort of playing next to people rather than with people so you can protect them through that but as they get older it becomes more apparent they start to understand that that you know the people that they're trying to interact with these kids and kids you know are unintentionally cruel at times totally. you know, like kids don't wake up and think oh i'm going to be mean to all, all the different kids but yep. it just kind of happens mm-hmm. so in and it's happened in schools our our experience at one particular school throughout Harlan's journey was really really rough and I think it was sort of when we were coming out of that was when our group kind of kicked off because yeah. it was a real focal point and Sarah's son is a few years younger than mine so she was about to go through that whole stage. Mm-hmm. When you're saying really rough give us a couple of examples. So we were at a school that you just didn't really understand or support additional needs as much. So The school didn't? Yeah, yeah. So he was just kind of viewed as 
difficult in the classroom. Tough. Yeah, so he was in a mainstream school. Um, he'd he'd had access to an ASD specific program, so he did that for a year, and then they do a reintegration program into his regular mainstream school, and that integration sort of probably didn't go as well as what it should have because the school just wasn't wasn't doing the things that they were supposed to do. There's a whole plan in place that they're supposed to follow. And then anyway, Harlan actually, he was just segregated from the rest of the class. So he actually, in the classroom, they put a desk in the corner. Mm. So he wasn't sitting with the other kids because oh. they were like, oh, he's too distracting. So the whole term reintegration, he's not being integrated not into the class so at all. He was literally just facing a wall, had to keep to himself. If oh, he, my gosh. Yeah, so then obviously that was difficult for him and he'd want to be a part of it, but then they would decide it was too difficult, so they'd just kick him out of the class. Oh. How was that for you as a mum? Awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awful. And then you go for meetings with the school about it and they would say things to me like, you know, he needs more male interaction because you baby him and you should put him on a team sport so that he can learn how to interact with other people. Like team sports are really difficult for kids on the spectrum because totally. of that social interaction, mm-hmm. that understanding, reading social <laughs> Learning differently. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I were talking about it on the way in because her son's in a team sport and yeah, it's it comes with its own set of challenges. Yeah. So. I sit most days on the sideline, like trying not to cry <laughs> when Aww. I watch him. It's difficult because um, Jen and I, like my son's a bit younger than um, Harlan. And we kind of had that same school experience, but more like through early learning. Yep. Um, where Caelan was at the point where they were going to expel him from early learning. Oh my goodness. Um, because he would bite and he would headbutt and they w- couldn't understand why he was doing it. And it was down to sensory and, and frustration. And we are trying to engage with the school to try and help them learn how to you know manage his behaviors throughout the day and we did all these interventions like a weighted blanket and he had a chew toy that he wore went around his neck to prevent him from biting others but yeah it got to the point where we were called in and we were like if he doesn't stop this he can't come here and we were like He's three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, I mean, what, what can I do? Rationalizing with any three year old is yeah. pretty tough, isn't it? Any yeah. child. Yeah. So um, we were really blessed. Um, we uh, didn't have to go through the mainstream um, school because we were really lucky that Kaylin got into the special needs school in Palmerston. Okay. Yeah. And that facility has just been amazing. Like, I cannot fault it at all. Um, you know, the teachers there are just fantastic. The facility itself is fantastic. Um, and he he's happy. How old is he? He's nine. Nine. Yeah. So he is a, and I say this with inverted commas because I always forget that this is not a visual medium, a normal school in his future or is um, is the Palmerston Special Needs School something that he'll be at educated by until year 12 or whatever he decides he wants to do? Um, so the way it works is it's a primary school, so he'll go to okay. year six and then there is, I guess, satellite schools like, you know, the Palmerston High and Tamimmin have units for mm. special right, needs okay. where yeah. they can go to from there. Okay. So There's two ways to go in it. You can have a functional placement or you can have full-time, so you have to meet certain criteria mm-hmm in order to have a full-time placement in a special education school. So my son has met the criteria, so he's in middle school Mm -hmm. and he goes to the special education centre at Palmerston High. And what's the criteria that they have to meet? Um, It's if you guys don't have enough on your plate. Like (laughs) this sounds like so much paperwork. There's there's a lot involved in any of it, you know, just to get a diagnosis, to get some support from NDIS and then also to get you to convince people that you can belongs in a special education centre. Yeah. So um, the I guess the diagnosis that my son has is 
ASD, ADHD, sensory processing disorder, and now um, the most recent one we have is a moderate intellectual disability. And it's sort of chicken or egg does the intellectual disability is that so strong now because the early mm-hmm. intervention wasn't there and he wasn't getting access to supports or right. you know, yeah. actual education in the classroom because he wasn't accessing the curriculum being placed in a corner. Yeah. So it's sort of one of those things. So he meets the criteria to go to that, as in his ability to learn now at the mainstream level is inhibited. So he yeah, has a full-time right. placement in a special education centre. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So can we start back at the start, I suppose, with the diagnosis and, and how it came about? I mean, so you t- mentioned about that um, he you ha- had an allergy, that you had it was a tough first yeah. 12 months and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Jen and I have different stories in that regard. Um, when Caelan was born, he was a big baby. He was 9.7 pound, which is like 4.3 kilos, I think. Oh, yeah, I just birthed a 4.4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. Molly Nezzo. Right? <laughs> yeah. so Mine was 3.9. R-O-P-S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big baby. Mm. Did um, you see a physio? <laughs> I did not see a physio. Nobody told me about the physio. <laughs> we have a very good episode on that one. <laughs> Self-promotion where I can. He was big and I was small and... Um, uh, during the birth, he got stuck on the bridge, whatever that is, and the midwife had she had three minutes to get him out. So the only option was to oh break his collarbone. Oh my um, gosh. To get him out. Now, I obviously just given birth, not aware of this whatsoever. They actually whipped him away, gave him an x ray bef- before I knew that it, that had happened. So it was kind of traumatic in that sense. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware that it was traumatic because I thought I just pushed a baby out. What yeah, you exactly. About? You're like, Woo. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you didn't actually know that they had broken his no, collarbone? No, no. Far out. No, I didn't know until. Um, like we were well back in the room and things like that. So, and you're like, where's my baby? Yeah, and they had to keep his arm in like a like across his shoulder. He couldn't put it in his sleeve, but Kaylin kept wriggling it out. You know, he wanted to newborns being newborns. Yeah. yeah, and they said like it's soft tissue; it will just heal back together. That was that. And then the first twelve months with him, he was best baby, like so good, but spewed mm. constantly, like all day, every day. We tried every formula gabascon i breastfed for the first 12 weeks and then i was like is it me mm. so I'm like okay i'm going to do a bit of both and then move to bottle because i thought is he not full i, I there was no answers and we were totally. back and forth to doctors to the point where i said to you i went to accident emergency because i was like his esophagus must be on fire totally is, and is he getting the nutrients and yeah, yeah i mean he was a big baby so that's why there was never a concern sure he was always mm. big Yep. Um, until we actually eventually from that A&E appointment went to got in a pediatrician appointment and um, got to see the pediatrician. And it was at that pediatrician appointment when he was closer to one that she was like, yep, straight away, it's an allergy to protein in milk and he has to go on prescribed formula. Oh, my gosh. So within like a week of that formula, he stopped vomiting. Oh. Why would no one pick that up at the start? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Mm. Um so it was a hell of a year in that sense, but otherwise like this perfect baby in my eyes. But at that pediatrician appointment, the pediatrician was kind of like, you know, where is he at with his milestones? Like going through all those generic questions mm. and she was kind of thinking things were a bit delayed because he wasn't crawling yet. It wasn't really great at making eye contact with her in that appointment. Um, and from there, then that was kind of what kicked it off for myself and my husband is do we, what do we do? Like, yeah. is this, how do we know what's right and what's wrong? Um, so I mean, it's such like, a roller coaster appointment yeah. in and of itself, <laughs> yeah. like relief, yeah. we've got, we've got this 
answer to the the allergy and then you're like oh hang on we weren't prepared for going down this route yeah the next steps so we kind of monitored that over the next couple of years because um you know getting a diagnosis for autism i don't think can happen until they're three anyway right um yeah okay so we just kind of monitored it and like he didn't walk until he was maybe two and a half and he didn't really no we didn't say make words like he wouldn't call me mama or anything like that and was kind of more mumbly Mm -hmm. um and then we were going through this process of getting the assessments done and at this point nds did not exist so we were paying for all of this ourselves as well yeah Um, so it was really tough time and we were also getting mixed information about what therapies we should start doing. And obviously, you want to do the best for your child. Of so. Were you going into like a Google wormhole as well? Oh, like it would have just been information overload from like all angles, Completely. right? And then yeah. were you having other people like, oh, this is what I did. Oh, is it this? Oh, is it this? And like, was there like a gut instinct from you as well, balancing all this out at the same time? I think I just knew as well that something wasn't right. Um, and then... Jenna at the same time was kind of simultaneously, although Harlan was what probably six at the time. Yeah, we got Harlan's diagnosis six and a half. So yeah, we had. I was starting my journey of where we're at with my son, so it was it was kind of happening yeah. at the same time. So that's oh, where this wow. okay. bond of friendship mm, from and from the support that's so nice though yeah. you know up here we're not many we talk about this all the time not everybody is lucky enough to have family and mm. you're obviously Irish so yeah. you don't have don't family have just family. down the road and no. you do call on your friendship group for support and you yeah. find friends I think in the most unlikely of places yeah yeah at the start it was definitely hard to a being told that your child has Definitely. a disability or um, a, a, a diagnosis. I can actually remember the moment the uh, OT told us that, like, yeah, this this is it. I just remember sitting down, like, on, on my TV bench and just, like, heart sank and kind of answered a lot of questions. But then at the same time, I was like... 10,000 oh, more. This this has changed everything. Totally, yeah. Completely now. Cause, well, because you've already seen... you. Your baby is perfect yeah. in your eyes, 100%, yeah. right? And then someone's telling you, well, there's something different yeah. with him. Mm. You're like, oh, well, no, he's just my baby. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. I think the future, like, flashed before your eyes tenfold. Mm. It really does. Because then. it changes their yeah. future. Yeah. And ours too. And yours. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say yeah. yours too. Yeah. yeah. Because it's I guess. It's a whole other level of worry, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be looking after this child for the rest of my life? Yeah. And I think the reality is yes. that um, with with where our kids are at and how they're going to grow is we are going to be their carer forever. Yeah. So living by themselves in a home, flourishing, you know, marriage kids and all of that, you don't, it's it's not a guarantee. Yeah. Not saying that it won't happen, but we will have to support that in some capacity mm. for the rest of their life for how they're going to be able to live and, and function 100%. Mm. So, so that's, that's where it sort of impacts us a little bit because you totally. think as parents you know like you sort of you got to get them through the school and then they go and maybe do the university or whatever it is find themselves Definitely, a job and yeah. then they can sort of have that independence yeah. you know they're out of your hair you mm-hmm. did your job woohoo yeah, yeah. you'll love them forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you get that bit of independence back but yeah. when you have a child with additional needs who isn't necessarily going to be able to do that by themselves so it's you're actually lot. like oh i think they might live with me for a lot longer <laughs> yeah yeah for it's sure scary. it yeah. is and yeah. like as time's progressed he's gotten you know he says he's been diagnosed with asd and he's got now got adhd and he's also been um given the permanent di- 
diagnosis of intellectual impairment. Mm -hmm. So that is a permanent disability. So, you know, he's nine, but I guess you could say he's mentally aged six or seven. Yeah, right. Um, And that's a challenge too, because and I think you'll agree. Mm. We've already done that. Like, you've been six. Can we move on now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, in your mind, you think, oh, God, come on. You know, like, I, in my head, I don't say it to my son, but I think, like, my God, you're 14. Like, yeah. why can you not do these things? But it is, it's because he's, you know, mentally, his capability isn't that of another 14-year-old. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you have to check yourself a lot. So and I think yeah, that's natural. Like you can't yeah. be, I mean, I'm sure that you do, but it's only natural that you're going to get frustrated at times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Even it's with challenging. a kid that's not yeah. on the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. I know. Can yeah. I ask how, so you guys obviously have a, a cha- like a challenge ahead of you and on your hands at 24-7. How do you get time for yourself? What do you do for yourself to make sure that you guys are, you well, know? We drank. We drink. You're Irish. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Just need a wine sometimes. Irish right? in her background too. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the gym is my sanity, hundred yeah. percent. I would be lost around the gym. I, if I miss the gym on a day, I get mad. Like, wow. Yeah, it's that to that point. Um, An outlet. Yeah, and no matter where I go, I'm, I've been to fitness, and you know, I go to Arc now, and like that's awesome. Oh, I've I never do. heard a bad word about that gym. Oh, yeah. yeah, I haven't. It's quite popular. I love so. it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Great community. Um, I can go there. I don't have to think about it. In, out, done. Love endorphins. It. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. my Absolutely. Whenever I hear the word endorphins, I always think of that line out of um, Legally Blonde where she's like, endorphins make people happy and happy people don't just kill their husbands. <laughs> Whenever I hear endorphins, that's always what comes I haven't, to my- I haven't seen that movie for ages. Yeah, yeah because she's like, that's another one to add to. There you go. Happy oh, people just don't yeah, kill their husbands. And Jen, is it harder for you being a single parent getting that time? There isn't a lot of it, but mm. I'm now getting to the age like because Helen's obviously a teenager, so I'm clawing back a little bit of that independence. You know, yeah. so we're working on things like I can come to this right now, and I'm. He will call me if he needs me. Yeah. But he's he's now at that level where I can leave him for an hour or so at home and I know that he's going to be okay. Haven't been able to do that for a long time, which is not, you know, like all kids need supervision and that. But mm. um, for me, I think I've always relied heavily on my friendships and for those moments. And I think for me that's why um, having Sarah and having Lisa was really important because they're the people that I can go to and I can take Harlan. Yeah. Because you know, one of the things with this journey is it can be really, really isolating. And and I mean that as far as like Harlan's never been invited to a birthday party. Oh, my and gosh. And he doesn't have, like never, right? And you don't even think about it because how many birthday parties did you get invited to? It's mm, all of them. Mm. You know, you had your own and you had people show up to yours. So Harlan, he doesn't have that. So you're not, that's where you make your mum friends too, you know, totally. like you go to the school and you talk to the other mums or they play on a sports team or whatever it is. But with my son he doesn't he can't manage those so therefore I don't have that social group I don't have those mum friends so I kind of oh that makes me really a recluse yeah Yeah. because you just want to protect your kid and you can't interact with your mums yeah and so for me and especially as a single parent not having a partner to sort of go like oh my god I'm so emotional about this I have to rely on my (laughs) friends and family yeah so they've done heaps for me over the years like the support that I've 
I've, I have a really, really great. That's network. great to hear. And yeah. that was something that I've built and is really important. And your mum, obviously, a big part of that. 100%. My parents are the biggest support for me. So they're actually traveling around at the moment. But oh, wow. So supportive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't say that, but they actually, um, so two years ago, they were traveling because they're retired now, you know, and they want to live their best lives. And they were traveling around, and, and we were sort of going through it I didn't have any NDIS funding and that makes it really difficult to work full-time and have a son there's no after school care programs for middle school kids Mm. so you have to be able to you know look after your kid Mm. so they left their holiday early to come home to support me and have bless them after school every day and do all of that stuff and then this year we got some funding back and yeah, so they were like, oh, we're thinking about heading off. And I was like, what about me? <laughs> but yeah, so they've been gone. So I think they're going to come back um, June or July. And then so yeah, they'll fall back into that support system yeah. for me for nice. the second half of the year. But that's. They, at least we're back yeah. at the best time of the year. Yeah, yeah well, it's too cold for them down south. So yeah. that's really So they're like, okay, it's time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, yes. I don't think we talked about um, Harlan's diagnosis. What? How did you follow that journey? Ours was not easy, not a not a lot of joy around the early years. Like Harlan was, he didn't meet his milestones at the same time as, you know, the other little babies his age, but he wasn't too far behind. So he was delayed, but it wasn't too much. He was also, you know, he had the speech and all of that. He's a really great talker, right? Always has been. So that's one of the key things when I guess the the doctors or the pediatricians are kind of looking at it is those things like, Mm -hmm. you know, how do they interact with people and all the rest of it? And my son's really good at interacting with people. Wow. Doesn't really understand what or why he's doing it but he's just very good at that and that just shows how different each on the spectrum is right exactly yeah not two kids are the same no because like kaylin can talk now yeah Mm. but i think you would struggle to understand him if you didn't know him Mm. yeah okay because a lot of people when he talks to them they're like like what did you say and yeah, right. He's he's Australian, so he doesn't have my eye. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, so in that and he loves people. Don't yeah. get me wrong, mm. he loves people. He loves mm-hmm. affection, he loves to be around people, especially adults because he's always been nurtured by adults, I of think course, too. Yeah. Um but yeah, when if you met him, you would probably struggle to understand him. Um okay. so that's that difference. Yeah. You've got to see your kids with their peers and yep. that's where you really notice the differences. Mm. So I get it all the time. Oh, your son doesn't look autistic. There's no look for it, but <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. That's also because he's done a lot of work and therapy and all of that that he's put into himself so that, you know, he can, I guess, function and in And another society. reason why it's probably so important that you guys have done your, have made your group, Three Mars and Arara, to raise awareness that, yeah. yes. you know, it is so broad. Exactly. Super broad. When we were going through our diagnosis, like he was six and a half when we got the diagnosis, which is really late. So, yeah. you know, all of that early intervention and nobody knew what was going on. I knew. I knew something was going on. But and did you have to, to keep pushing that? Yes. We like, you doctors. need to listen to me. We there is the difference here. The pediatrician said to me, exactly, he does not look autistic. Why do you want something to be wrong with your child? What is the oh. whole look, uh, like, wording? That's I bizarre. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all, and it's really frustrating. Mm. But I think a lot of people have to see 
a disability in order to believe it's there. Okay. Mm, yeah. Right. And with autism, you don't see it. Mm. With ADHD, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. But it's there. Dyslexia yep. as well, it's there. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, this pediatrician said that. So, we actually went privately. Um, my mum was a teacher. So, she did 40 years in education. Um, and it was actually, we weren't sort of really considering autism until she'd, she'd spent like a week on a training course through mm. her school. And she brought it to me and she goes, Jenna, have you have you considered that it's potentially autism that is what's going on with him and I was like well no I've never have and then that's when we went through the route of going through the pediatrician and that and got the response from her which was underwhelming and so we ended up going privately there was um a doctor at CDU um Sue Midford and so we went through CDU to get it because they have their um psychologists in training who go through it. So I think it's, you know, when they're in their last year, they need patients to sort of do the... Yeah, like nurses and... Exactly. Who else does it? Teachers and... Yeah, yeah. yeah practical. So we ended up yeah, going practical. That's through what it's that. Called. And when all the testing that they have to do and all of that, I'm in the room when my son's going through it and he couldn't complete any of them. So they couldn't get a, uh, you know, you have to do a full cognitive and all the rest of it. And Harlan was not able to complete any of it. So sort of just sitting there and seeing how he was coping with that, I was like... I think we're going to end up with a diagnosis here. And so when she did, you know, they do the full report and it's a couple of weeks, you know, that's it's a couple of weeks, probably a month and a half maybe process that we go through. And then, you know, she sits you down and she goes, okay, well, this is the diagnosis. Your son has autism. It's a spectrum disorder. And for me, it was just like, right, now I know what I'm dealing with and now I know. You put a plan in. Exactly. So that's how I will deal with anything. I'm a plan. I have to. We have to have direction. Yep, yep. And with this, I found it really, really hard to get direction because, wow. you know, we're, we're talking a few years back now and there just wasn't as many supports. There wasn't as many providers either. Yeah. So and do you really think that's through. because of Darwin being a smaller capital city, isolated and the like, mm-hmm. or the autism spectrum being so... I think it was a bit Big. of both. Yeah, so okay. definitely Darwin was behind in, you know, having this the therapists and, and all of that in well, place. We were the last ones to get NDIS. Yes, we were. We were the last state to get NDIS. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So when we first started our little group was actually um, we were raising money for a organization called Aspect. Now we found that because of mum through the education. So Aspect used to run training courses for teachers in the territory. Okay. So there are a couple of schools that were Aspect trained and one of them was Bakewell in primary and then they also had Malak um, in the northern suburbs. We sort of started raising money for Aspect because they were running programs in the schools to kind of educate the teachers and I thought that was really great. Yep. And then they actually pulled back from the territory. They stopped doing any training courses so then the territory wasn't really getting anything so the only kind of organization that the territory had was autism and tea mm-hmm. so that's we ended up sort of raising money for them because you know they're they are a support yeah. organization that's yeah. what they do yeah yeah so yeah we sort of that's i mean we'd had interactions with autism and tea obviously because once you get your diagnosis that's kind of like where you, go. you go, where go, to. Where to go yeah yeah, yeah. and autism and tea's grown a lot as well since my first interaction with them mm. which has been really great so and so to get ndis i'd imagine that's a whole process oh, in and man. of itself like you Awful. need the diagnosis and then you Awful. need extra stuff on top of yeah. that as well yeah i had a journey yeah my <laughs> yeah. journey ended up with them having to get an email from bill shorten's office you're joking no oh my god um so before when they're uh, seven and under they're covered under early childhood so it's kind of a, like a different bucket of funding 
But when they turn seven, they're like miraculously cured and their diagnosis disappear. So NDS mm. is like, oh, you don't need any of that money anymore. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, even that goes to the whole reintegration thing yeah. is weird because yeah. it's like, well, it's not like you've just fixed it. Like, yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crap. It's so But you bullshit. have to prove without a doubt, doubt that your child has a disability. So yeah. you actually have to then go to all of these different providers. So like we have an OT, a speech, mm -hmm. physio, okay. psychologist, mm -hmm. and you have to then like your child has to get a full-blown assessment and an oh assessment gosh. is like no less than $300 per specialist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. And it's wow. intense and you have to go through and as a parent you have to answer these questions about your child. So you spend every day trying to build them up and trying to not allow you know, the diagnosis to determine who they are or mm. whatever. And then you have to go through this process of begging for money and you have to tell them everywhere your child falls short. And it's so emotionally draining and it just so brings you in your gut and it yeah. just Can takes ages to get past it. Because yeah. you just, you spend so long going, he's not limited by these disabilities. You yeah. know, they don't define yeah. him. He is who he is. And then yeah. you go, oh, okay, well, now let me just. Don't diss my ability. Yeah. 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 And then you yeah. have to go through and you just really have to find you know every. What? you know, shortcoming or whatever it is that they want you to describe it as. And it's such a process. Beat you down. And then in the end they tell you, oh, no, he's not he's, he's not disabled enough to get yeah. enough funding to cover yeah. all of this. Oh, yeah. my God. And that's what happened with us um, right. in the first year when we did go back for funding. Mm -hmm. And it was just a complete mess. Like they cut his funding by like $20,000. Jesus. Um, like we, you, like I worked it out, and he needs like between forty and forty six thousand dollars a year. Wow! To cover his full appointments service and needs. services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of a catch twenty two because while I'm extremely grateful for the NDIS, mm -hmm. um, we were paying for that before. Yeah. So like I would just be working to pay for his literally. Yeah. Services. Yeah. So yeah, so we definitely we I went through two years of fighting with NDIS. I went through two two That's tribunals. A long, long time. Um and was at the point of either I take them to court um for a civil lawsuit to get the money, which a lot of people actually have to do. You'd be surprised. Oh a lot gosh. of people are fighting with the NDIS for basic, basic support. Um so in the end I actually I don't know how I did it. I think I complained to an MLA and they elevated it and eventually i got this email cc'd from bill shorten's office saying like what are you doing basically yeah, right. like it's pretty obvious this kid needs support he has a permanent disability there's a lot of challenges hey mm. yeah there is it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a every day coaster. for sure yes but we we are lucky with our support and our family like my family in ireland has supported us through funding as well mm -hmm. they're really good at um donating and my mom's done a course as well, so she's trying really hard to be understanding from a distance. Yeah, um, that's and so nice. My mother and father-in-law here, are great support. Like mm. Kaylin and his pop are best buds. Two peas in Two. a pod. <laughs> <laughs> they even walk the same. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. Yeah, yeah, I love yes. that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Kaylin's always been nurtured by adults, mm. and so he loves adults, and he loves that adult in. Uh, you know interaction I think too yeah and he and his pop do get mm -hmm. get kicks out of each other that's sure. so cute for I sure. love that that's wonderful um but then yeah like Jenna was saying like that struggle like for me because Kaylin is attending a sport now yeah you can see the very vast difference between he mm -hmm. and his peers and that's why it's really hard to sit on the sideline and not be like crying yeah. <laughs> like like what um 
you can just see the struggle like he's trying to interact he's trying to mm. talk and they are like no idea what he's saying like yeah. you can just see the confusion on their face as well equally yeah. and then when he when they're all sat down like at any point in the game if there's a break or something like that he just doesn't know how to interact yeah and and as Jenna said, unintentionally, kids are cruel or, or unintentionally, they just focused on their own thing that they've got going on. So he doesn't get included because he doesn't know how to get in the mix. He doesn't yeah. know how to yeah, adjust understand himself. what they're talking, talking about, about because our kids are very also focused on their interests. Yes. Yeah. And nobody yeah. else is that <laughs> into their <laughs> interests. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else. So and I think it's a it's processing hard. thing too, like yeah. of keeping up with that conversation. Mm. Like I don't think Kaylin has the ability to be quick enough to understand where they're what they're talking about their minds about. just were a wired differently wired right differently. Yeah. yeah i'm very straight down the line mm. hey like literal the rule is the rule and yes. that's it yeah um, there's no gray no it's black gray. and white like we live a very structured routine day to day it's very much the same mm-hmm. that's, my that's my dream that's my dream it's hard though when you want to no. change that oh yeah, yeah i bet oh, man. well we were talking to lauren hoare uh i know a lot of people listened to that episode and her son has also just been di- recently diagnosed adhd autism and anxiety mm. and she said before a week before even going on a trip it's like the build up the build up to that and like Mm -hmm. this is going to be my next question she also talks about you know when they're having a meltdown in the shopping center or like you know normal normal people again using mainstream mainstream people you know don't know how how you'd like to refer to that yeah not we don't. Yeah, we don't really. Yeah, don't. fair enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> whatever like, normal. Means. Like, do you have these yeah. interact? Yeah, whatever normal yeah. means. Um, do you have these interactions with coaches or like when you see people who just don't really know how to take your yeah. kids or they're looking at you like, oh, control your child. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, how do you guys deal with that? Do you have to say to the coach, look, this is the deal? Or I, for me, because kids are kids, you can't really explain that to kids. No. I do worried up the coaches beforehand so that they just have that fyi yeah i don't know i don't really care what other people think otherwise like you know what i mean i do i'm probably different i really care and i'm like i shouldn't care as much as i do i think that's i think that's yeah. really normal so <laughs> I normal human all situations and I just kind of say like just fyi my son is autistic so you know just if you need to speak about anything can you just address it with me first and i'll Explain and determine whether or... you know he's going to be able to understand it or needs to hear that mm-hmm. because he can be triggered by certain things mm-hmm. you know so yeah. I, it's my job to make sure that I'm catching it before it gets to him absolutely that's, that's really important so through school he had an EAP education assisted program which actually you know I had to identify what his triggers are what you need to do in order to manage that to prevent that escalation mm-hmm. and if you see it escalating this is what you need to do so that we don't have a meltdown yeah. because meltdowns are really hard yeah you can't bring a kid out. You can't just be like, all right, we're done with this now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't happen like that, no. you know, and, and a meltdown is different to a tantrum. Mm-hmm. It just, it really is. Mm-hmm. You, like a meltdown is is your child can no longer Function. hear See. or process yeah. what is happening at all. You, yeah. just, you have to just sit there and wait it out, you know, yeah, and right. meltdowns are different. I'm, you know, my son's not violent. He's not, you know, but lots of some kids are. Yeah. Know, and that's just their reaction. It's not like they want to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just they have so much happening in their body right now that the control is just not there. Yeah. So with my son, you know, I, I worked out my own little strategies and it probably helps being a single parent in that sense because it's literally just, it is just my way. Yeah. This is how we do it and mm-hmm. he knows it. Mm-hmm. So he knows every time 
what to expect and that helps him. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when you have two parents, maybe they don't agree or, you know, have different ideas on how to help their child. So, yeah. For sure. Yes. Definitely word people up before mm. going into things. But in mm-hmm. general, yeah, I don't care. Like, yes. Yeah. I think child. you develop a thick skin. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah like, right. You know that you're going to get the looks and you're going to get judged and all the yeah. rest of it, but you just have to develop yeah. a thick skin because the other thing too is like my son and I, if I have an emotion or if I feel a little bit stressed, he is instantly escalating. Yeah. So I have to keep it calm, collected, mm-hmm. and very Which is hard in and of itself. Oh, my gosh. He's gonna then, yeah, he's Pick up on that. them. Yeah. 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 And wow. so the interaction with those kids is hard what about with other kids on the spectrum is that easier for them or there isn't that interaction because they're both not interested in each other challenges because like harlan's at school you know and i'll say to him do you have any friends and he's like no but he's not bothered by it anymore right because i think half the kids at his school don't really have those friendships you know because you know, he might be having recess and sitting across the table from somebody who's really into whatever it is that he's into at the time. Yeah. And, you know, Harlan always has his Lego and that's what he does. So he takes his Lego as kind of an icebreaker now, although nobody can touch his Lego, but he'll talk to another kid about his Lego. And so he's kind of built these ways to interact now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But it is funny. I had him in a fitness group um, through Kids Kid Fit that they used to run and it was through Autism NT. It was one of the social groups and it was a little fitness program and it was just great. (laughs) It was great. They, like, very bluntly support each other. (laughs) 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 So, you know, it was like somebody falls down, like, no, you you get up. That's what you do. You get up, you know, and it's just very direct. Black and white. I like it. Can they be my boot camp coach? (laughs) Get up. Get up. (laughs) Yeah, no. We're not sitting down now. You have to get up. So it was just, it was a really great interaction. That was a really great, safe little social group for Harlan to mm. participate in too. So. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, it, was, it was very direct support. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in Kaylin's classroom because like part of me thinks that they do play well together, but I think they're, they're not, I'm not sure if they're actually playing together, but just playing next to each other and that individual but he is very social and Mm. he wants to have friends and that's kind of the heartbreak for me that comes in because Mm. he in the last year he's definitely kind of noticed like we were in the car one day driving home and he said to me i never have a sleepover Mm -hmm. and i was like heart yeah we're wanting friends it's so like like a human human, right like human connections is so important to everybody yeah um and like that he's I think he's been invited to one birthday party in his life and that was uh, a really kind uh, mother at a daycare. Um, that was oh, I can't a long even. time ago. So. Um, but for me, and I think you would agree too, like I could never let Kaylin go to mm-hmm. someone's house that I don't know. Yeah, of course, over. yeah. Oh, no, no. Like mm. That would be incredibly stressful. stressful. <laughs> Very Absolutely, stressful. Yeah. yeah. Like I do have friends that are close to me that he could go and have a sleepover with to get that, mm-hmm. fill that bucket for him. But that's not enough for him because he knows that it's not the, it's same. Not the yeah. same. Yeah. They're not my mates. You yeah. know what I mean? Because mm. he has two big brothers that he looks up to and follows around and they have their mates and they go out and they hang out and they've had sleepovers. So he's he can like, see the difference. What's going on here? Um, so that for me is a real challenge when he says totally. things like that. Yeah. Um, what do you say back to him? What did I say back to him? That's a good question. I just, I said, I said, no, you do have a sleepover and then I'll bring up 
like my friend that he does go and have a, a stay over with um and and um he said but their her son is a lot like four years younger than Kaylin so he's like yeah but he's little I said yeah but you have a great time together so I'm just trying oh, to convince him examples of where or, they maybe yeah, have done it yeah just yeah. trying to convince him like constantly yeah um but yeah I I guess I can tell you a story that will kind of I guess amplify, like kind of show you where the difference is. We did have attempt a play date um, over Christmas with a friend um, who's not a normal rabbit around about friend, and they don't generally have to interact. You know what I mean? But they're there together. Yep. Cool. So that was cool, and they came back and they sat down, and I got them a bowl of chips, and they were talking crap as kids do. Like Kaylin doesn't even know what he's talking about most of the mm. time. Um, anyway. Uh, I don't know what happened, but Kaylin said to the kid, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Like joking. And he was like, nah. And I laughed because I have a little friend who we always joke because they've grown up together who has a girl. And I said, Kaylin, you have a girlfriend. And he said, nah, no, I don't. I said, yeah, you do. And it's like laughing. And I said, Hannah, Hannah's your girlfriend. And then um, the other little fellow was like, oh, like, that's, that's so funny. Like, and Kaylin said, oh, I'll get a boyfriend. And the kid was like, huh? Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do I say? Reverse, reverse, reverse. I messaged Jenna because I was like, in my head, I was like, do I give this kid a lecture on, you know, it's okay if you have a boyfriend or do I protect my child in this moment and be kind of like, you know, no, no, he doesn't mean that. He just means a boy who's a friend because what do I do? What yeah, do I do here? Totally. And then, um, I said, no, no, no. Like he, I went with the easier route, which was, you know, it's just he has a boy who's a friend. And then this kid goes, yeah, I've got a boyfriend. And Kaylin goes, what? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. <laughs> this won't stop backfiring. Next topic, next topic. <laughs> but that's the kind of level, like, you know, I don't think Kaylin has any idea about relationships mm. whatsoever. But in that scenario, you know what I mean? I, I well, so even the literal phrasing, yeah. isn't it? Boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think he has any idea and everybody each to their own, like, whatever. Totally. Um, But I was just completely caught off guard in that moment and it was a perfect example of where they were at level-wise because this kid knew what he was talking about. Like, mm. what's he talking about? What? Yeah. <laughs> See these chips? Let's eat the chips. <laughs> Do you want to go down the slippery dips? What? Yeah, oh, put $10 man. in the machine. Anything. Just Anything to stop. this situation. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I think that's an example of kind of where they differentiate mm. in that type of scenario where we ha- we feel we have to protect them constantly because they don't even realize what they're saying yeah. because there they don't understanding. understanding. Yeah of that background in yep. relationships so that's going to be our future it is and then further to that is our kid my kid is so bad for this if a situation like that happens it might take him a week or two weeks to kind of go oh i think i make sense of that now so he will bring that up in the most inappropriate social setting <laughs> and relay his version of it and then you're stuck in this trap oh. because now you have to then go back through that conversation and try to like yeah this is not the time not <laughs> yeah yeah this right now but you kind of have to because he's mm. not gonna let it go because all of a sudden he's gone oh i have a question and he's been thinking about that yeah, for, for weeks, for like two weeks. Yeah. yeah it's gonna come out at the most inappropriate time you're like oh great we're back here i'm just gonna say <laughs> colin is the funniest kid he yeah. is so quick and we were having mm. this chat on the way in we were like 
does he actually think he's being funny or does it just yeah. come natural? Like, what did he say to you? About- oh, I asked him what he was going to get me for Mother's Day and he said, well, you already got me, don't you? <laughs> and that's how witty. Yeah, love him. Good on him. When I had him in the car with me, um, I'm a manager, so I have some um, some trades guys who are on my team. Yep. And if I'm on the phone to them in the car and they're sort of running through an issue, this voice from the back seat, Carl <laughs> <laughs> and all his pearls of wisdom, he goes, you know, like, isn't that your job? And he's just like, he'll be on his iPad and it's just, isn't that your job? You know, and the guys are like, oh. <laughs> yes <laughs> and you're like thank you that's what I wanted yeah, to say yeah, but I couldn't like, say it Harlan's just gonna take my job now yeah. <laughs> just run everybody. but he is he's so literal and he just yeah it's brilliant he I does love it. it's so scary because you don't know it's what like really deadpan yeah. yeah but it's brilliant. incredibly yeah but he just he's very quick with yeah. it if you want an honest opinion go on our heart we'll let you know you don't even have to ask him <laughs> well, on pearls of wisdom we do every week send out a questionnaire and one of them is pearls of wisdom so Sorry. Oh my god, I just nearly mispronounced your name. Serica. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what's your pearl of wisdom? Um, I think I wrote to you guys. Uh, as you know, I said I'm a step parent. I have two mm. boys and, and Kaylin. And um I think my pearls come from my stepdad. Um he came into my life when I was probably, I don't know, six or seven maybe. And he just I don't know, when I think back now as an adult. Yeah, um, it's always when you're an adult, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you get that moment. <laughs> so much like, becomes yeah. clear. So much clearer. Like, I think that he's, the way he treated us, like, as equals and he loved us and, you know, I think that's just kind of ingrained in me and that's my goal for my boys, oh, all my boys. They're mm. all treated the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, nobody gets favoritism or anything like that, that they're all equally loved my goal is that they don't need to see a therapist when they're older. <laughs> and, and that, yeah, that, and that, I think that's been passed on through him, through his guidance. And, and, you know, my mom's amazing as well. And I realized that obviously as well, when I got older, as much as we fought when I was a teenager, you know what I mean? Like she's a real machine to be quite honest, um, to uh, have three of us. And um, yeah, so I just think that uh, learning from him and just in his guidance and his example has kind of taught me how to how I wanted to yeah. become a step parent. Isn't it amazing when you're a teenager and a kid, you just don't even realize until you become an adult yourself and so much makes sense. And yeah. Pretty, they were pretty right. phenomenal, really. Yeah, they, they were, were right. right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They were right. Damn it. They did know that you had drunk three <laughs> yeah. vodka cruises at the park. <laughs> Just right, trying to hide it. They knew. Yeah, and I have that with my seventeen-year-old now, and it's like. I was this age. Like, yeah. I know what you're asking. You think you're so clever when yeah. you're 16. Yeah, you think you're hung it, but I know. And they, How funny. They know everything, right? Yeah. Teenagers know everything. Yeah. They really do. And I, we probably did as oh. well, 100%. Oh, yeah, we definitely age, did. For sure. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for that epiphany of when um, Joshua is like, <laughs> Give it 10 years. Yeah. You've got a while yet. Boys, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. 40. 40, yeah, for sure. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, I see what they were saying. For sure, Yeah. So yeah, that's my pearl. I love I think that that example um, that he, my stepdad, gave us or gave me, um, kind of ingrained in me and and helped me be the best step parent that I can be for my boys and my son as well, so that everybody is loved and nurtured and mm. supported and guided in that right direction. Yeah, love yeah. that. What about you, Jenna? No real pearls for me. I'm just a wing it every day and hope for the best. <laughs> but my advice, I guess, is 
find your tribe because if your cup is empty, then that's going to impact you as a parent. Yeah, That's the biggest thing for me and what I've learned is that my cup has to also be full because you're so busy as a parent filling your kids' cups and making sure that they're mm-hmm. taken care of and happy and loved. But if you're then running on empty, totally. you, you can't do that forever. Yeah, That's probably my biggest advice for parents is if you have your tribe and your safe space, then that is how you're going to fill your cup. Absolutely. And what would be your advice to, I suppose, parents who um, are dealing with the diagnosis or beginning the the journey that you guys are currently on? Reach out. Like you have to find yeah. support. And yeah. so like we have a Facebook page and an Instagram page and we've had messages through that and I've also had messages privately from people that I know who are just starting their journey and it's just like I can't tell you everything that you need to do mm-hmm. or, you know, give you your steps because it's going to be so individual. We'll put the links to, to those yeah. in our show notes yeah, too. And autism and yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It just it's it can be really, really overwhelming when you're yeah. going through that journey and there's yeah. so many elements to it. Exactly. Yeah. Your feelings, the paperwork, what you mm-hmm. got to do, yeah. dealing with now, you know, you know what you've got to deal with, but now you've got it. Now it's the future's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the best thing mm-hmm. is to reach out for those supports. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in terms of, sorry, it turns off every now and again. <laughs> if we don't move. Oh, oh. <gasps> You okay? You okay? You alright? My hip is cramping. What's all going on? The lights are on. Okay, so don't get embarrassed. <laughs> I just Love it. please keep that in the episode. For contrast, I just tripped over my water bottle and my three-month-old lights go off. He's still asleep. Good work, Ozzy. <laughs> Mom's drunk. Again. I'm fine. You okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm fine. Um. <laughs> We'll, we'll let Molly collect her, her thoughts. Um, and on the other side of the coin, what would be your advice to other parents who have a kid come home and say, you know, someone in their class is on the spectrum or someone else in their class is is different? What advice do you give to them in terms of raising that understanding and, and more acceptance and mm. inclusion in the community, you know? I would encourage the mum to say to the child to just kind of, you know, a- approach the kid and just mm-hmm. find out what that kid's interested in if the kid is playing lego don't touch it mm-hmm. but just ask you know like hey that's pretty cool or something right mm-hmm. but it's it just approach because our kids aren't scary they're not <laughs> yeah. they're not scary they really can be fun and funny and great Hilarious. little individuals but it's just about approaching you know because mm-hmm. once you kind of break that ice you realize that it's that it's okay. But then I would also say to the kid's mom, talk to the other mom because that other mom would probably really, really love that. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good way to get that inclusion mm-hmm. as well and a bit more understanding because if you have a chat with the mom, we mm-hmm. can we can help facilitate yep. all yep. of that. And I think that's a good point that people do think they're scary yeah, or we're scary. Yeah. And we're not. We're just stressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, good point. Yes. Yeah. So we would love if, um, you know, your child wanted to hang out with our kid oh, and we will hang amazing. out with you and drink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're always yeah, up for a drink. Yeah. And champs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
that's it. It's um, just break down yeah. those communication barriers. Yeah. Because it, like, yeah, it can be daunting to do, but then once you get there, like, we're not that different. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. Don't yeah. we all really? So yeah. let's wrap it up. What's the what's the future for Three Mars and Arara? Like, where do you guys? Because you like, just I feel like you're really on a roll here. We are. This year was really good. This year we raised the most amount of money this year, which was like incredible. Over ten thousand dollars. Wow. Oh my god. That's yeah. awesome. For autism and team. That's right? awesome. They, yeah. Well done. They're a not for profit organization. They have to rely on government grants and stuff like that in order to, to continue to support. And a feel good story for autism and just quickly is they actually assisted with one of their guys to get their license. Oh right? like to go cool. through that whole driving process. It takes a lot longer. But you know, it's stuff like that, and then and that gives independence, yeah, and that's important. Yeah, and, that. So they yeah. do really great stuff with as far as supporting families as yeah. well. So yeah. it's really important. But ten over ten thousand dollars, we're like, yeah, yeah congrats, well guys, done. that's Proud. awesome. So and a lot of that comes from local businesses. Business, yeah, I was going to say the yeah. businesses have been awesome mm-hmm. this year. We've got great support. Yeah, um, for autism and tea. Yeah, for sure. It's and been the, amazing. Yeah, the annual walk and everything was a great day as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our goal is to just continue because I do think that we are getting a bit more momentum, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get our little shirts every year and sort of pound the pavement. We um, last year we had a couple of the local pollies come on walks with us too, which was cool. You know, yep, like, that's good. It's cool. It raises a platform, right? Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year I had to invest in a walk pad for under my desk. Because there was just no way I was getting in those 10,000 steps. It's really hard when you're, in, so hard when you're when working at a desk. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, really hard and I was not. Wait, so you've got a treadmill under your desk yeah. at work? Yeah. Catch me never. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Best investment ever. I'm upselling those bad boys. Where do you get sure. them from? Just on the internet. Yeah, yeah Amazon like, and stuff. I've yeah, seen that. Right. It's just like literally yeah. it's just yeah. the pad. Yeah. Like 5K. Boom, I would be done. like, I'd be well, we so just worried that you stand up from a chair so you probably fall off on like for me, though, <laughs> it's like I was just about to say it's probably a workplace safety thing for me. <laughs> I actually was worried. I thought with the walking and the bouncing and the typing that it wouldn't be, but you kind of just get into a rhythm and it doesn't actually affect it at all. So I love, I love. Good it. tip. How Great. good? Yeah, and I got my ten thousand more in a day. Actually, I would say yeah. we were crushing it this year with that yes. the walking. Somehow I was just walking around with Ellie. I'm like, So yeah, I think that we will just continue. Um, we'll continue to share events that Autism NT are hosting mm-hmm. as well through our Instagram and Facebook page throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Autism NT luncheon at the end of the year, which yeah, is another. October. It's a great event too. Yeah, beautiful day, and it sells out. Every, every year, year actually so it's a really year. great they have yeah, cool. silent auctions a live auction like live yeah, band have, yep, yeah so getting quick hey? yeah. yeah yeah it is great but also autism nt has a new executive officer well nikki's been in for the past year and a bit now but um you know with new leadership comes new direction always yeah, for the organization yep. as well so i think um sheree did a phenomenal job running it as long as she did and now Nikki's come in and I think, you know, it's kind of just a new or a different energy. Yeah. New chapter. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 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 So we're just going to continue trying to support them wherever we can throughout yeah. the year when we're not raising money. Yeah. yeah. Well, we will make sure, sure to share all of those social media links in the show notes so anybody who wants to reach out can, should in any Definitely. way that you can do and that. And thank you for reaching out to us because that's how we've come to meet you guys is like yeah. you came and – 
you contacted us and yeah. it's been a really, I've really loved having this chat with you guys. Me too. Thank I was you. actually just about to say, can we go and get a drink one day? Yes. <laughs> no chairs, standing up at the bar only. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> At least I can laugh at myself. Well, well, like I said, I really I have enjoyed listening to the podcast and I thought what an opportunity for us to share our story um, and spread awareness as Definitely. well, more so. Um, so, so yeah. we'd love to come back next year prior to our walk yeah, and get a bit yeah. more exposure. <laughs> You'll have to give us some we'll extra pearls from Harlan, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll just bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a bad idea. That'd probably be a good podcast. <laughs> it would be. It would oh, be. God, be so funny. Oh, sure. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Okay. And like, like subscribe, subscribe, share, tell your mum. We yep. might have a few listens from Ireland. Yeah, we'll check will, the uh, we'll check the um the reach the reach <laughs> yep, <you will>. across <laughs> the world. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Alrighty, thanks, thanks ladies. ladies. Bye.